1: Listening to the award winning, probably true. Please be aware that this podcast may contain strong language and adult themes. It would be boring otherwise. I was on Grinder the other day, again. You'd think I'd learn my lesson and leave it well alone, but for some reason the thought that I might potentially get to give some handsome man a good scene to keeps overriding the learned reality that I'll actually just spend up far too long talking to weirdos before giving up and having a wank instead. Anyway, the latest spectacular grinder fail was a guy whose opening line was, Hi, can you host? And I'm all for a whirlwind romance, but Christ, at least give me the verbal equivalent of flicking my nipples before you shove yourself right into my life. You can't go straight from introducing yourself to arranging the house that we're going to shag out without any of the bits in between. What's wrong with flirting? I love a good flirt. Nothing perks me up like a bit of back and forth, as it were, with someone very attractive. In fact, the back and forth often makes them more attractive in my eyes. It brightens my day, puts a smile on my face, and probably replenishes my electrolytes. I mean, it might. I've no idea what they are. I don't think anyone does. Some of those things, like a conscience or Bank of England interest rates, we're told they exist and that they're important. People talk about them as if they know what they are, but no one really knows. Just make it up. Anyway, flirting really picks me up. Like once when I was having a bad day and generally feeling a bit miserable, a cute builder winked at me from some scaffolding. I giggled like a schoolgirl for hours after that, which was a little bit inappropriate as I was on my way to a funeral, but still. It made listening to the vicar droning on whiz by, I'll tell you that. Anyway, enough about random encounters with burly scaffolders. I do love a flirt. It's like a workout for your brain. You've got to think fast and be witty and keep things sexy and keep the back and forth going. And quite a lot like a workout, you feel pretty good about yourself afterwards. It can even put you in the mood for sex. A bit. Although, usually I'm too knackered after a workout for anything like that. Although, you know, I wouldn't say no if someone wanted to help me scrub down in the showers afterwards. It's all the dolphins. Endorphins, not dolphins. It's all the endorphins and hormones swooshing around. In fact, in both cases... It makes sex better. You know, exercising your body means you can enjoy it more because you're fit enough to move around a bit instead of just laying there. You know who you are. And a good cheeky chat gets your brain doing similar things. I've heard of flirting being referred to as a bit of a dance and I can see that, you know. It's like, as you move, so does your opponent and then you keep going until you're both knackered and the judges are giving out scores. It's a lot like dancing. And sex, I suppose. I haven't always been great at chatting to hot guys, though. It took me a long time to realise that there was more to flirting than just buying drinks for people. In fact, I used to get drunk in bars and clubs and then there'd be a queue at the bar for another drink and I'd see a guy who was also waiting and we'd smile at each other. I'd not know how to start a conversation and eventually I'd just be like, Do you want a drink? Which was great as an opening gambit because, you know, they're likely to say yes. And it made me quite popular for a bit. But then once I'd been served and I'd got his drink, I'd just kind of struggle to know what to say and just kind of go, well, nice to meet you, before wandering off and leaving this slightly nonplussed guy with his free drink. Can't really recommend this course of action as it gets really quite expensive very quickly. One time when I was doing this, I was chatting to the guy at the bar. I think we were in heaven or something like that. I got it as both shots. He very tactfully me, told me his boyfriend was just over there. I drunkenly overcompensated a bit and went, excellent, let's get one for him too. And then... This guy beckoned his boyfriend over and I explained what was going on. And his boyfriend did that long look up and down thing as he curled his lip and made eye contact with me and said, Don't drink it. Normally, I'd have just been like, Cool, more for me. But his tone got my back up, so I held his gaze, knocked back all three, and then gave him the finger before walking straight into a wall. I don't really remember how that night ended, but it probably involved a dirty burger and a sad wank. I'm still counting that as a win though. As opening lines go, Can I buy you a drink? Isn't a bad one, to be honest. A couple of others I like and have used before are You look familiar. Have we met? And Do we go to the same gym? I could have sworn I saw you in there earlier. That one's actually really good because it also implies that you're the kind of person who goes to the gym instead of just sitting at home and hating yourself into a packet of biscuits. And if the lighting's right and they've had a few drinks already, they might start thinking that your body is actually bulging with muscle and not just cake. To be honest, though, I found that the best opening line, and I really shouldn't share this because I don't want to be giving away all of my secrets, but the best opening line of all time that I've found is, hi, how are you? And I don't mean it in that, hey, how are you, can I have a cappuccino type of shit that people use when they know they have to make some noises before they actually ask for what they want. If you ask that question, mean it. Ask someone how they are and be genuinely interested in their answer. Even if you are just ordering a cappuccino. Of course, whatever opening line you go for, you have to make sure that you're prepared to continue the conversation. Otherwise, you end up like I did last week, when I complimented this guy on his tattoos in the gym, and then we sat there in awkward silence for 20 minutes. Although, actually, even that's not as bad as the time when I was in a bar, feeling all confident. And I saw this guy across the room. He was really handsome, and he'd been posing against a wall for half an hour or so. He was obviously on his own. You know, he's, like, stunningly handsome, and the more you look at him, the more obsessed you get until it all gets a bit big and a bit much in your head. So I realized I either had to make my move or leave and regret it forever. So I walked up to him, smiled, said hi, made eye contact, and just as I was starting to ask him a question, he looked me up and down, stared into the distance, and said, Move which was a bit of a kick in the tits for my confidence, if I'm honest. At least in the short term, it was. But then, after a while, once I'd stopped crying and inhaling Ben and Jerry's like Goldie Horn at the beginning of Death Becomes Her, I realised that such a humiliating experience was actually something amazing. Because, you know, the worst had happened and some random pretty boy had ripped me to shreds in the harshest possible way, but I'd survived. And once I knew it wasn't the end of the world, it became a lot easier to talk to people. You know, everyone gets shot down occasionally. You just have to... Spend some time licking your wounds, you know, and and generally getting over it. You start a few disgusting rumours about that person, and then you move on. It was incredibly freeing, actually, because although my confidence was dented in the short term, in the longer term, it actually made me more confident as I realised that it doesn't really matter anymore. Because, yeah, if I chat to someone and it doesn't go anywhere, that's fine. No harm done. We all move on. And the thing that's important, the really key thing when it comes to flirting with someone, with with anyone, is confidence. Confidence is itself what makes something sexy. And the great thing about that is if you're not feeling confident, you can just fake it. In fact, the best way to get confidence is to pretend like you already have it, which I know sounds really stupid, but you'd be surprised how easily it works. Although you have to be careful when you're getting confident that you don't go too far the other way. A backhanded compliment might seem fine in your head, but it's possible that saying... You don't sweat much for a fat lad isn't going to get the reaction you want. With that in mind, if you're going to try a line like, did you get that haircut to take focus away from your face? Then always keep your mouth open. That way, if you get a drink thrown at you, it won't all go to waste. I should teach classes, I really should. This was Probably True, the award-winning storytelling series written and produced by me, the award-winning Scott Flashheart. If you liked what you've heard, you could share it with your friends, leave a positive iTunes review, and sign up at ProbablyTruePodcast.com. If you didn't like it, you can find me on Twitter as UnlikelyLad. Come at me, bro.